Welcome to The End Game, a podcast about the positive aspects of aging with grace, with joy, and with purpose. I'm your host, Don Auction. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get on with today's show. My guest today is Joanne Waldman, owner of New Perspective Coaching and a certified retirement coach. Joanne has coached many individuals to change their careers, plan their retirement, or achieve their personal goals. In the past, she has trained other life coaches and also has trained retirement coaches to use a non-financial retirement assessment. Joanne, thank you for joining us today. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me today. So as I look at your resume, it seems that you've been coaching in one form or another for, for quite some time. Uh, were you born with a, a whistle dangling from your neck? <laughs> well, not that kind of coaching. Um, <laughs> I learned about coaching in 1996 and started a coach training in 1996, being trained myself. So that's been a number of years. I was probably... an an early adapter is that what they call them um and even had the pleasure of meeting thomas leonard himself who was the founding father of modern day coaching Hmm. so yeah it's been you know um i was always kind of all grown up as a helper so i was always a counselor at camp or i was an ra in college and no, it started early, so and just continued on from there. And I've my my college degree is in psychology, and I have a master's degree in counseling. So, okay, you're doing retirement coaching, and I wondered what, if anything, is different about that compared to the other kinds of coaching you've done. It's yeah, it's a lovely blend, I think, of of all the other coaching I've done because I get to do some career work because a lot of people who retire don't want to stop working about 70% want to continue in some capacity typically, or they want to do volunteer work. Um, I get to do a lot of life coaching because a lot of life happens. You know, when we retire, it's more change than any time in our life. Um, so I get to also do uh, sometimes relationships are interesting when we retire. They or I work with a a lot of single, both men and women who are retiring, um, solo agers, and I, I get to do you know a little bit of everything. So it's it's a very fun combination of all of it. What are the kinds of issues that people present when they come for retirement coaching? I think the biggest one is helping people find meaning and purpose. Also, um, there, there are, how am I going to structure my time in retirement is, is a huge one. The number two question in retirement, believe it or not, is where am I going to live? So that's a really big issue for a lot of people. And, and some of the interesting side notes, if you will, around issues, sometimes are things like clutter or downsizing or doing things like that really has been um, some work I've done with clients as well. 
almost like catching up for all the things you didn't have time to do before? Exactly. Um, you know, helping clients figure out how, who do I, who, who do I want to be and what do I want to do in the next phase of my life? And, you know, there's a, I think there's a lovely spiritual component to this kind of work as well. You can't sell it as such. You know, you say, you want spiritual coaching? People are like, no. But if I say, do you want to become your authentic self? Everybody says yes. And to me, there's a big spiritual piece in that, in that kind of work. That's very interesting. I was curious, too. Have you found that men and women uh, tend to present different concerns? Everybody is so unique in terms of their what they bring. But I have a couple of single men that I'm working with who the connectedness issue, I think, is a little more different than the women, the single women or coupled women that, that I work with. They, I, they seem to struggle with that a little bit more um, in terms of how am I going to find that connectedness or, or, you know, a lot of times we find our socialization with the people we work with, at least maybe on a day-to-day basis. And when we stop working, that shifts. You don't see those people every day. You don't talk to them every day, typically. You may never see some of them again. So, um, and I think women can be better with friendships, perhaps than I've seen some of the men, at least that I've dealt with. I don't know that that's universally true, but that that's one big difference that I've seen. Um, no, every, everybody I think struggles with how am I going to, what am I going to do and how am I going to be in my, in my next phase of life? What do I want to leave behind? I think that's a big one for, for a lot of people I deal with. How do I want to be remembered? And, and how, how do I want to help people? And in, in this phase, is that through volunteering? Is that through a new career that I take on? Because of that, the people who want to keep working, a lot of them say, I don't want to do what I did before. And I want to do something that helps or gives back. Hmm. Interesting. Does all that make sense to you? It makes it makes good sense. And it's consistent with with what I've heard from other people. Uh, okay, good. The, the piece about the men and connectedness in particular. Um, yeah. So I guess when people seek out a retirement coach they're 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 probably not comfortable with where they are is that is is that fair to say uh they they want something more uh um, there... a lot of my most recent clients are younger they're getting younger and younger which is exciting you know in terms of instead of retirement we're looking at i think longevity issues these days because you could live 30, 40 years in retirement. My aunt lived to be 104 and retired when she was 65. So that's, that's a lot of years. And, and I didn't have to put her in a nursing home till she was 100. She did volunteer work till she was 100. So, um, so a lot of right now people are coming. Pandemic did this, I think, a lot too. 
People are coming in their 50s and saying, I want to retire in five years, but I don't know what that looks like or sounds like or feels like or what to think about that. So that's been interesting. Um, some people come after they retire and, and, you know, a lot of times people say, I don't, I don't want to do anything for, for the first year. And then I think three to six months goes by and they're bored or they're worried or they're, you know, what am I, 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 I can't play golf every day. I can't sit here every day. You know, again, it's like, what do you want to do with your time? So, um, or they say, I want a new career, but I don't know what. So, so everybody has some kind of issue typically um, that they come with. But some, the, the, the 50 year olds are, are getting, trying. I think they're doing a great thing by saying, I want to work on this now. Because it could take a good three to five years to really plan out. And sometimes... You retire and those, I have a, a client right now. He said, I thought I planned out really well. And then I retired and the plan isn't working. So what, what now? Something that happened to me when, when I retired and at that time my wife was still working, I found moments of feeling guilty mm -hmm. about not working. Like I was not doing what I was supposed to be doing as a man. Uh, is, am I the anomaly or do you ever hear other people express some guilt that, about not being a, at the workforce? I don't know. Um, I don't think you're the anomaly. I don't know that I've seen that a lot personally, but I don't think you're the anomaly that, you know, I think we all live with a lot of shoulds. Hmm. You know, if, if we could, we could, and that's, those are things I, I also work with with clients. I listen for the language that they use should or need or trying is another big one, you know, because if you're trying, you're not committed to the process. There's a difference between trying on, which I like to call experimenting and um, trying though leaves you a back door. So commitment, your words are choose or I decided as opposed to should. But, you know, those, the should might be the societal norms that are going through your head as a man, I should work and do this, or I should do this, as opposed to what do you really want to do? What, where are you in this process? I remember at a client years ago, he retired and his wife was still working and he wanted her to retire and come kind of hang out with him and she was a lot younger than him and she had at the time three jobs that she was working wow and so what what we did together when i worked with them as a couple was she quit one of the jobs she started made a end date for another one and and then you know decided that in x amount of years that she could retire with him. Again, she wasn't as old as he was, but she slowed down her life a little bit to be able to at least do some things. And he ended up taking a consulting job, which I think helped a lot that he wasn't waiting for her all the time, so. Well, this 
you had mentioned early on that sometimes relationships come into the counseling. I have heard that uh, retirement can very often have a big impact on marriages. What have you seen? Gray divorce is a thing. You know, that people, the, the kids leave and you look at each other and you say, who are you? <laughs> and do I still want to be with you? And I, I, I see that. Uh, I talked to uh, somebody the other day who, after 36 years of marriage, got divorced. My mom got divorced from her second husband when she was 75. So it, it happens. And, and there's um, there's a good book out there by my friend Dory Mincer. And I think Ra Roberta Taylor is the other author. The Couple's Retirement Puzzle for, for couples to go to and try and negotiate things out. But yeah, I think, I think gray divorce is, is, is something that's not unusual. And, and I can remember, um, another couple I worked with years ago, he had a very high level job at a headquartered company. I'm in St. Louis, by the way, but I work virtually. I work with a lot of people all over the world, but he happened to be local. And he, he ran a large portion of a very well-known company. And his wife had never worked outside the home. Again, this was years ago. And he came home and he wanted to take over the household chores and do it his way. And how well do you think that went over? Mm. Not well. So there, there was a lot of headbutting there that, that, had to be negotiated through. Could this marriage be saved? Um, yeah, they were they they were okay after a while, but he had to really understand. And he was one of the few people I worked with. There have only been a handful, and I've been doing this work for a long time. He said, "I'm done. I I don't want to work anymore. Maybe I'll sit on a board, but I really have no desire to work anymore." So getting him involved in things to get him um, occupied, <laughs> trying to run the household was, uh, was a goal. Right. Makes, makes sense. One thing that I have been um, focusing on in, in some of my research is the transition. Uh, and I, I have found that for some people, the transition from working to not working is difficult um would have you found this as well and and what ways you know when you do something for so long and it becomes your identity and you're not doing that anymore it's it's a big loss we lose kind of who we are i think um i i can think of another client who really didn't like the work he was doing and was very happy to retire and not do that work anymore, but just really struggled with what, what's next. And, and this was somebody who, who was single. And so it, there, there was, there was some big voids that work provided for this person. Um, and, you know, you talked about guilt. 
I've had a couple clients that, that wanted to travel and just use some of that retirement time to, to go have some fun and travel places they could never get to before. But yet was a sense of, for a couple of them, there was a sense of guilt about not working and, and just traveling and, and, but yeah, I, I know when you think about any kind of transition that you go from something you've done for so long and then it goes away, it can be very difficult. I think even, even for, if this is a good analogy, um, even personally, when I left graduate school, I mean, all I knew was school and it felt to me like I, I was laid off. I, I didn't know how to deal with not being in school. I don't know if that's a good analogy, but I, I think, you know, when we have something that's been our life for so long, making that transition to something. And not everybody deals with change very well. I think that's part of it, too. Um, one of the questions I ask that I love about change, because on the, the assessment I use, the, there's a, one of the categories we look at is change. We call it adaptability. How can you be creative with change? And I, that just does something, I think, when you put the word creative with change. I think it sparks something. Because some people aren't good with change, but it's really shifting the perspective, I think, around change. Creative, huh? Those words don't go together. How can I make them go together and make it in? are fun or different so that I can deal with some of this change. Yeah, I like that. I, I, um, I, I'm just surprised at the number of people who don't know going in that it's going to be a big transition, that they think, okay, well, one day I work and the next day I don't. Ha-ha, summer vacation, it'll all be f fun and games. What I can speak to that, what has been interesting for some people who've hired me, they didn't realize how much work it would take to figure out who they are and what they want to do and be. They were just shocked at all the, the, the work and thinking and exercises that I want to give you to really help you get some clarity about where you want to go next. That it's not like you go to sleep and you wake up the next day and say, Oh, this is what I'm going to do. It's not like that for a lot of people. So that I think has been interesting to watch that. Yeah. They're there. This takes some, some hard work to figure out all this. And are you willing to put in the work and to be vulnerable and honest with yourself? And that brings me back to, to the question I asked earlier, are, is there a difference between how vulnerable men or women tend to allow themselves to be? Okay. That's fair. Um, I, I, in my experience, it's more men that are surprised about the amount of work that there is to do and, and to really be honest about who they are and be vulnerable in the process. So Sure, I've, I've seen that more with men than women. Thank you for, for helping me figure that 
when I think about that. Yeah, it's been more men than women. Well, we're 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 learning from each other, so that's good. Yeah. Um, Joanne, what is one piece of advice you would give to people who are about to retire? Really, really think about it, talk about it. Don't well, and don't wait until you actually retire to do all that. Come three to five years before you want to retire and start the process. Not that I don't, I, I can think of, I worked with a guy, he was a Wall Street guy. He came two weeks after he retired and, and he did great stuff. But I think it would have been, he was too busy, I think, before. But if you can, start early and really think long and hard. And one, find somebody to help you with it if you're really stuck or struggling. Um, talk to other people. See how I'm giving you lots of advice here. Talk to other people and see how what it was like for them. You know, man, see how they manage the process. Think about what you want to do. One of the one of my clients, I don't think I've mentioned this yet. He didn't like the notion of a bucket list. He used to call it his no regrets list, which I love. <laughs> now think about what would what would your no regrets list be? So there's a few things. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Joanne, this has been very stimulating and I think we both learned a lot, and I thank you for sharing all your insights with us today. And if you'd like to learn more about Joanne and her coaching practice, you can check her website, newperspectivecoaching.com. And they can email me at joanne at newperspectivecoaching, J-O-A-N-N-E. You, you, you made a great case for why retirement coaches can be very helpful. And I appreciate that. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can also subscribe to our free weekly newsletter, The Endgame, at theendgame.substack.com. I'm Don Auction, wishing you all the best in aging with grace, with joy, and with purpose. I hope you'll join us for future programs here at The Endgame.